August 28th. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we're going to be reading here from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, where it talks about fragrance. Paul described a Roman triumph, the official parade given to a victorious general when he returned to Rome. The incense carried by the priests meant life to the Roman soldiers, but death to the prisoners who would end up in the arena with the wild beasts. You know, Christ has conquered, and we are privileged to march in His triumphal procession. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. August 28th, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Well, when I, Paul, came to the city of Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord gave me tremendous opportunities, but I couldn't rest because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. But thanks be to God who made us his captives and leads us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now, wherever we go, he uses us to tell others about the Lord and to spread the good news like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a fragrance presented by Christ to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those being saved and by those perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a fearful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we are not like those hucksters, and there are many of them who preach just to make money. We preach God's message with sincerity and with Christ's authority. And we know that the God who sent us is watching us. This week we're talking about love. Love as described in the great love chapter of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. Here's how love is described in verse 5. Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. This verse is all about the opposite of love, what love is not, what love does not do. First of all, love is not rude. It doesn't cut people off when they're talking. It doesn't ignore people. It's not disrespectful. Love doesn't care about what's inappropriate or indecent or improper. Those things are rude. Secondly, love is not self-seeking. It's not like all the celebrities and athletes that we see on the news or in social media pushing myself to the forefront. Love seeks the interests of others first. Part of doing that is what's described next, that love is not easily angered. It doesn't blow the top off it. It doesn't overreact. Love does not nag. Love doesn't let things get under the skin. One reason we get so angry in this world is when people hurt us or do things wrong to us. But here we're told love keeps no record of wrong. Love doesn't get involved with this tit for tat. You did this to me, now I'm going to get you back and and you'll never expect what's coming to you because it's going to be so bad. That's not what love does. Love is like Jesus. Jesus, who had every reason to be angry, to get revenge, to exact his divine power on people, and yet... What was the first thing he said on the cross? Father, forgive them, 
for they do not know what they are doing. Think about people in your life who may get under your skin or when your children drive you up the wall and make you crazy. Think about those strained relationships in your life. How can you show the kind of love that Jesus showed? That's what true love is like. That's the love that we can show because this is real love.
Psalm 42, verses 1 through 11. The refrain here, Why are you cast down, O my soul, ties these two psalms together. Why was the writer so depressed? Well, for one thing, God seemed far from him in his hour of need. He felt like a thirsty deer in the desert, searching for water. But the Lord, you know, is never far away. He is near even when you do not recognize him. The writer's depression was aggravated because he looked back at the so-called good old days. He longed to return to Jerusalem and minister in the temple. You know, sometimes retirement or a change of residence will make people depressed. The older we get, the less we enjoy change. Oswald Chambers wrote, When a man gets to despair, he knows that all his thinking will never get him out. He will only get out by the sheer creative effort of God. Consequently, uh, he is uh, in the right attitude to receive from God that which he cannot gain for himself. Psalm 42, verses 1 through 11. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. As the deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and stand before Him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. While my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking, as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks. It was the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember your kindness. From Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Through each day the Lord pours His unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing His songs, praying to God who gives me life. O oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forsaken me? Why must I wander in darkness oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts pierce me like a fatal wound. They scoff, Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 22, verse 7 Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Psalm 